Hey, wrestling fans, have you ever wanted to watch the black and gold brand from the very beginning? Well, we have the podcast for you. Right here at Next Evolution, the rise and demise of the black and gold brand. See such stars as Seth Rollins, Bo Dallas, Bray Wyatt, Cassius Ono, Aiden English, and Corey Graves get their start all the way to the demise of the black and gold brand. Follow us at Next Evolution Pod on all social media platforms and follow our podcast, NXT Evolution, anywhere podcasts can be found. You are now tuned in to the Wrestling Purists. There is our opening bell, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Retro Review, courtesy of your very own Wrestling Purists, alongside Jeff. As always, my name is Ryan, and this is um, a special episode, um, not one to get over, over, over lovey-dovey about it, um, but the very first episode of the Wrestling Purists that we shot, that we recorded, um, it was a battle bowl. So I think um, as terrible as it is, um, Battle Bowl holds a special place. I know I know in my heart, um, just the concept and just the overall idea of it just holds a special place in my heart. There we go. Um, we are talking about Starcade 91 today. Um, the official title, though, Starcade 1991, Battle Bowl. The Lethal Lottery. Uh, because why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, so this is uh, December 29th, 1991, uh, from the Scope down in Norfolk, Virginia. Stones throw away uh, from the uh, Purist headquarters here. Um, mm-hmm. You're a, you're a big early 90s wrestling guy, Jeff. Um, I know we've covered some early WWF stuff. Uh, but as far as early 90s WCW, um, kind of give us an idea of what the landscape is looking like on the other side of the fence. Um, so, again, we've talked about this before. Early, well, well, this isn't early, but 90s WCW, again, you're starting to see a mashup of older guys with newer guys and like we've said before like yes that happens but this is really really a mashup you know you have magnum ta on this show he's not wrestling Mm -hmm. but you have him you have oz you have marcus bagwell you have michael pure sexy uh hayes it's just a bunch of yeah (laughs) staying uh you you Flying Brian, you just have a bunch of Vader guys that go on to do a bunch of things. Mark Miro, Abdullah the Butcher, just a melting pot of talent. Um, some go up from here, some go down from here. But Arachnaman, <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know Scott Hall, uh, it's crazy. Um, Mike Graham, um. Billy Graham's son. Like, you know, it's just, it's crazy. 
Yeah, from top to bottom, there is some. There is at least one talent in each match that is at least notable for some, for you know, some reason, whether it be good or bad. Um, I started watching this, and the first thing I said to myself um, was, "It just has that early that that pre." mid 90s wcw look you know you have the big long <laughs> ramp you have you know the curtains on you know the backdrop on on the stage um ramps leading up to the ring it just has that um it, early 90s wcw late 80s and nwa-esque feel to it um yes it looks amazing it's the typical wcw they have like the long garland kind of like on both sides down and the big curtain it, it, it almost looks like when Dorothy finds the Wizard of Oz isn't actually a wizard. kind of looks like that. But you have the lights. I mean, it's to me, if you ask me, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Mm. You know, I'm really glad you said that. And I forgot to mention it when we covered um, whatever we did last month's WCW. Oh, Mayhem. Um, I forgot to mention, and I'm so glad you said Oz. Um that when they were coming out from behind the curtain, I don't know why I'm thinking of this now, but you saw like somebody had to like pull the curtain back for them to go yeah. through, and then yeah. they had to let go of the curtain mm-hmm. to close mm-hmm. again. And I, every time I saw that, it was just really funny, and you just saying Oz just triggered that. The world isn't exactly a technological marvel at this point. Yeah, well, this is. Um, this is a perfect example of early '90s WCW. Um, not just not just the stage, not just the feel, um, you know, not just the names, but you look at, but you look at the atmosphere around it. You look at the fans. Um, you look at all the guys sitting in the back, sitting around the TV. Um, you know, just kind. Of, it's it's such a perfect image of just early 90s society you know it's it's yeah it's the colors it's the open so it opens you get your boom you get your cascading uh uh flare like sparkles kind of you know streamers coming down and you get your all your guys you know good bad heels faces you know standing on you know these platforms ready to be a tag team and Again, we're not body shaming anybody, but it looks impressive when you see guys that are in this type of physical shape, you know? Now, I'm not saying, like, at this point, listen, any, anybody can be a wrestler. That's not what we're saying. But, you know, you go back, you look at some of these shows just like this, you're like, oh, damn, man, everybody, everybody looks pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to our to our first episode on this podcast the the first ever show we ever did battle bowl if you haven't listened to that and don't know what battle bowl is um so this is essentially teams drawn at random and those random teams square off against each other if you are the winning team you get to go to the main event, and that's Battle Bowl. Uh, obviously, it's not at random. I mean, why would it be? But in the early 90s, 
there was nothing that would have told you otherwise that it wasn't pre that it wasn't predetermined. It wasn't decided beforehand. If uh, he's still alive, Daddy. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, it's crazy that if something were to happen like this now, you know, you would have all the smart marks on you know Twitter and you know, oh, they're teaming together. There must be a forbidden door opening, or they must have a deal with this. Like, no. No, and that's what I enjoyed. I think the most about this show is that, um, is that you know I had a couple of extra days here. Obviously, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, I watched this fucker again. I watched it twice. Um, and it's and it's not because the first go around was that great. It was I went through the first time just kind of doing you know typical notes reviewing the show. And the second time I went through, it was putting myself in the time, putting myself in, you know, the era of, you know, kayfabe, early 90s, um, and thinking that these names that are coming out of this giant tumbler are actually being drawn at random. You're 100% correct. This is a great time to be alive. Wrestling will never be better than it was um fight me at me sorry kayfabe wrestling is superior to non-kayfabe wrestling sorry that's just my opinion um at jeff m hall one you look at this you look at this pay-per-view like all shows back in the day like this there's just look god and you watch it twice there's so there, there there's so many women in the crowd yeah like women and kids mm-hmm. and 20 year olds who are there to see dare i say it sting and flying brian and older like you know my grandma at this point you know or in this time who love wrestling grew up on wrestling so would be here you know here to motherfuck the heels you know so it's just mm-hmm. it's everything rolled into one it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful. And, you know, you, you can dissect the card and who the champion is, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But if we're just talking about wrestling, a wrestling show, this is really good. Spoiler alert, I like this show. but I figured you would. Um, well, let's not waste any more time. Let's just get right into it here. Um, this is... Uh, this is the ninth annual Starcade event. Um, this fun fact, uh, first Starcade under the WCW banner, um, because before obviously it was with the NWA. Um, and this is the first Starcade to not include Ric Flair. Wow, yeah. So this is a pretty big event because, um, WCW lore. Um, Starcade is to WCW as WrestleMania is to WWF, or as TNA is to Bound for Glory, which it still fucking boggles my mind. And we'll and we'll get to it in the in the new year how TNA considers Bound for Glory their pay per view of the year when they literally have a pay per view called Slammiversary in the middle of the year. It I can't. It, the um, you're 
our TNA guy. <laughs> Damn it. Resident TNA yeah. guy here. Yeah. Um, Drew Gulak came out on NXT. Anyway. Why couldn't couldn't even think, couldn't even decide to tell you. Um, yeah, but this is this is essentially the Mecca as far as WCW shows go. So um let's jump right on in. Uh so obviously went went down, went over the rules already. Um you've got you have Eric Bischoff, you've got Missy Hyatt. Um stunning by the way, like smoke like smoke show Missy Hyatt. Um oh and the battle bowl commissioner that would be Mr. Magnum TA. Oh, Magnum. <clears throat> Why you need a commissioner for this is beyond me, but uh, we got good old JR and Tony Schiavone on, on commentary. Um, and then we get our first, um, we, we get our first image of what the backstage area looks like. And I really like this idea of, um, really selling the you know random aspect of this. Um, bunch of guys sitting in two different locker rooms, watching a TV, waiting for their name to be called, and then they've obviously got to sell it. But just the concept of we're going to spin the tumbler and then we're going to call call your name, and you sell like it's random. I love the whole the whole aesthetic of it. Yes, and in a kayfabe world here, it makes all the sense. Everybody thinks this is random. You're, you're, you're getting matches you thought you would never see. Missy Hyatt looks like a million dollars. Magnum TA looks like a million dollars. Um, Bischoff looks great in, in the sense of this. They're, they're showing you that this is taken legitly. They're both in, well, I don't think they even tuxedos, but they're in tuxedos. Missy Hyatt's <laughs> in a nice dress. You see the locker room with with the faces and heels, you know, they've got their, they're sitting around a monitor waiting to see their destiny. It's, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. So the first team that we get here um, is, is Michael P.S. Hayes. He will be teaming with one half of the young pistols. That would be Tracy Smothers. Uh, And they will be teaming up against uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Um, fucking hate Bagwell so much. Uh, yeah, but he was good here. He was good as a young guy, and then you can kind of and this is so it, this is what's wild because you look at him here in '91, and then you know we we, we look into the mid to late '90s, not not even to the very end of what we're covering now with Travis, but here he actually looks like mm-hmm. he's an athlete whereas you look yes. at him now and i say now as being in 2000 where he just looks like uh just a you know bodybuilder-esque guy mm-hmm. and it, it's and he and he actually shined in this match and i think um you know i i i did well i did enjoy this match it was one of the longer tag matches on the card um I do think that there was a lot of um I do think there was a lot of pandering to the crowd um just because um Michael Hayes, Jimmy Garvin aren't really gonna 
you know, square off against each other. Um, until the end of the match, there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a dust up, but, um, um, I think, I think it gives, um, Bagwell some time, some, some time to shine. Um, that's not a bag Bagwell. This was, um, this had an old school feel to it. And I think, you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Um, it has just that, I don't, I don't want to call it rustic. Um, but it, 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 it definitely has that, it, it has an NWA feel to it and not necessarily a WCW feel to it. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think what, I think this one went, they gave this some time. Um, I would assume that they're showing you how this pay-per-view can be by having Garvin and PSAs wrestling, well, wrestling each other. It shows that, oh man, like. Anything you come out the gate with that, you know, not the Freebirds wrestling each other. Anything is possible. On top of they did a really good job of towing the line between like, hey, we're going to wrestle each other. But I don't know if you noticed this or not, Cod. No one threw a punch. They didn't punch each other one time because they are professionals. (laughs) And if you have watched any type of old school wrestling, when guys were you know, try to get over. They tell you go out there, go out there, have a ten minute, ten minute match, and don't throw a punch and, and don't throw a kick. That's how you learn to wrestle. Not that those guys need to learn how to wrestle there, but I mean, just that's a you know, it looked good that they were wrestling each other, and they also gave you the thing like, hey, well, we're going to wrestle each other, but you know, hey, we're the free birds, so we're you know, we're not going to beat each other up. And I dug mm. it. I absolutely dug it. Bagwell looked great. Um, mm. You know, as much as we love to pal shit on top of him. It actually wasn't warranted this time. He looked like, you know, a young up and comer. You know, we know the we know what happens in the future, but right now, mm-hmm. right here, he looks good. Yeah, and um, one thing I will say is that I could have done maybe shaving some time off of this match. Mm-hmm. Um, it did, it did, it did have a lot of time to breathe, but a lot of the, um, I think, powdering in the first half of the match, we could have maybe cut that down a little bit. Um, but kind of looking at everything, I kind of, I kind of really enjoyed how the whole first half of the match, just the, just the way that, um, Garvin and Hayes were working together. And I know they're on opposite teams. I know that, but just the fact that, um, they're going out of their way to make sure they're not in the ring together. And then, and then towards the end of the match, um, Hayes accidentally hits him. Um, and while and while they're arguing, um ba- Bagwell hits um smothers off at the top and then hits a um good looking fisherman su- uh, suplex to uh to put him away. And Smothers I, is great by the way oh, as well. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um star, obviously, yep. but it's <clears throat> I think this young pistols version of Tracy, uh, Tracy Smothers is one of is is some of his best work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but yeah, uh, this was an NWA esque feeling match. Um, I enjoyed it. Same. Uh, so then, right up next, um, we get um the random. Uh, team of stunning Steve Austin and ravishing Rick Rude. Obviously, um, 
both both men are in the dangerous alliance um we're just kind of getting to that you know getting that really going here which these are kind of the seeds starting to build up to that to that out to outstanding war games match we'll get here um within the next year uh but they would be teaming off against uh big josh and uh van hammer and i tell you what i can't stand this motherfucker i couldn't stand him when we watched him i can't stand him now um uh I'm I'm with you. Uh God damn just Ben Hammer is fucking awful. Like I never want to see him again. Yeah, he's terrible. Big Josh is fine. He's a legit wrestler. He's also the first <clears throat> doink. He's also the first doink too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh um, shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. But <sighs> yeah. yeah. Um this match went extremely long. Um this is the second longest tag match on the card, um, and it's 13 minutes that I cannot get get back. Nope. And, and, and seriously, though, it's... It, and it's not the fact that the disdain for Van Hammer kills the match. It's the fact that it just wasn't a well worked match. Um, the best, the best part, and I swear, and I, and I swear to God, it popped me, is, um, is there's a spot when Big Josh, um, does like a uh, stomp on a, on a Rick Root's abs, but then he no sold it because, I mean, it's you know Rick Root's abs. It was a fantastic spot. Um, he does it two more times, but then just no sells it. Um. I like to think that um, Rick Rick Root's abs are like headbutting a Samoan, where it's <laughs> well he uh, Rude comes out, and you're talking ninety one. Rude comes out here, and he just looks like he's been genetically put together in a lab. Yes, and he's always been like that. So it's not surprising. But man, he's a freak show. Uh, uh, you want to hear something else terrible? Like we talked about in the open, you know, the the things come down in the beginning. You get your your explosion, boom. You get your flare, you know, your sparkles coming down. And like I said, they show everybody. There's a guy in the yellow trunks. I'm like, man, that guy looks good. Looks like a million dollars. Oh, it's Lex Luger. Ugh. Ah! <laughs> I'll give him this. He, he he isn't wrong about one thing. Boy, he looks like a total package. He just, unfortunately, he just, he just isn't. Package went to the wrong house. Uh huh. Look, and you were and and you said and you said oh, and you said yellow, yellow trunks. And I'm like yellow trunks. The only one in there is a little girl. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I, I I mean, I at first just because these shows have everybody in the world in them. So at first look at first glance, I didn't think it was Luger because I figured he'd be in his blue, you know, his classic like blue or black, mm-hmm. but no, it was, I forgot it is Luger. Um, yeah. He, he looked good though. Until he, until he had to wrestle. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, he, but, yeah, he, he was, a, he was adjusting attitudes, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Oh my gosh. 
Uh, but yeah, um, this match was pretty cut, um, cut and drive as far as who was going to win. Um, it, it was other than Van Hammer, the match was clean, um, just not exciting. Um, Rick Root hits the Root Awakening on Van Hammer. Thank God, um, match is over. <clears throat> Uh, anything else to add? Because I swear, I I saw no. Van Hammer. I saw Van Hammer's name on this list. I was like, this motherfucker. And then I scrolled down the list, and I was like, PN News. Oh God, like no. <laughs> so, um, on to our third Lethal Lottery tag team match. It is Richard Morton and. They call him the natural Richard Morton. Well, and then he's teamed with Dustin Rhodes, uh, taking on El Gigante and Larry Zabisco. <laughs> and if you thought this was random up until now, oh boy, it just got more random. Uh, fuck Larry Zabisco. Wow. wow. Oh, you know okay. me. I, I hate Larry. I fucking hate Larry Zabisco. Wow. It's not that he's not a good wrestler. He's a good wrestler, but I just hate him. He's running around the ring and he sounds like one of the girls. Ugh, ugh, ugh. He's like making all this noise, like Ugh, get out of here. Oh yeah. Um he sells um he grunts in the ring. Oh my gosh. Um oh gosh, it's killing me. See, I gotta look this fucker's name up now. I think it's I think it's Mike Sharp. Yeah, Mike Sharp. Yeah. yeah Have yeah. you ever? Yeah. And he and it's um and he's always grunting really loud and it's so off putting. <laughs> um. So this match goes about six minutes, and you're looking at this, and there's there's not really much to this. Um, I think I think the funniest part about this match is you have Larry Zabisco trying to like, um, you know, like order El Gigante to do things, and um, obviously El El Gigante does not understand because he's Argentinian, <laughs> but he's over here like, yeah, do this, do this, and he just stands there. He sounds like a tool while he's saying it too. Yes. Um, to nobody's surprise, um, Richard Morton and and the Natural win this match, um, which it, um, the uh, uh, the finish here is that El Gigante is over being bossed around by by Zabisco, um, threw him into a double drop kick from the other team, um, essentially taking himself out of Battle Bowl, but at the same time. He doesn't have to partner with Zabisco anymore. So. Yep. Talk about a weird match next. Um, so this is the so this is the longest match on the longest tag match on the card. Let me say that. Um, so um we have uh Bill Kazmeyer. Uh, this is world's strongest man. 
Yes. Um, paired up with uh, one of the best wrestlers in the world, uh, best wrestler of all time. You got Juice and Thunder Liger. Uh, again, <laughs> but this this goes back to what I was saying earlier. <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher, Marcus Bagwell, Juice and Thunder Liger. You know, just the biggest Vader, the wildest assortment of talent. It's not wild because I mean this was WCW back then. But for the people that didn't watch in real time or you don't know your history, you know, you you, you can quiz people. Like, hey, did Juice and Thunder Liger ever, you know, kick this person or wrestle this person? You'd be like, no. Yep. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did he did it at a battle bowl. <laughs> yep. Uh, and they are taking on the team of um, Diamond Dallas Page in his debut pay-per-view match and Mike Graham. Uh, I mean, God yeah. damn, this, this is a hard one to get through. Um, what I What I will say is that um, whenever Liger was in the ring, I was ultimately tuned in. Um, when he wasn't, I was tuned out. And even when, and even when Liger was in was was in the ring, um, Diamond Dallas Page is just still really green here. Um, you know, still kind of getting his feet feet wet, and <clears throat> and Mike Graham was fine. Um, he is what you call in the business. A charisma vacuum. <laughs> uh, oh, Mike Graham. Mm. Again, Sorry, the son of, son of the legend Eddie Graham. Booker promoted the Florida Territories, and uh, unfortunately, both of them both of them killed to kill themselves the same way. Unfortunately, suicide. But that sucks. But yeah, this one was tough to get through. Mike Graham has, like you said, the personality of a, you know, head of cabbage. So there's that. <laughs> it's it was rough. Yeah, and I Bill Bill Kazmaier is what you see he is. Um and you're not getting um you know, he's not running the ropes. He's not there's no aerial attacks. Uh, there is not a whole lot to the game there. It is exactly what no. you think it is. So, looking at this match on paper, you've got Immobile, Strong, Strongman, and Kazmaier. You have the extremely green Diamond Dallas Page. And you have Charisma Vacuum, Head of, head of Lettuce, Mike, Mike Graham. And then you've got mm-hmm. Liger. What? Why? Why did this happen? Uh, maybe I would have guessed that they actually put Liger there to, ha ha! Look at this, like sleight of hand. If you want to, if you want to hide something, where do you hide it? You hide it right in front of somebody's face. So hey, these the, not the DDP's crap. He's just green here. But like, hey, these guys are crap. Um, but hey, here's Juice and Thunder Liger. <laughs> yeah, don't look. Yeah, don't don't, want... <laughs> don't look here. Yeah, yeah. Look, look here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this this was. And and, and the crowd's <sighs> popping for everything he does, every move he does, everything. 
Everything. Um, so the team of Kazmaier and Liger win. Um, Kazmaier launches Liger on top of Diamond Dallas Page, um, gets the win and the three count. Um, before our next match, we do get a, an advertisement spot because um, it's not the Super Bowl, but it's Super Brawl. And yep. look, you see this a couple times here uh, throughout throughout the show, and they're pumping this up like it's damn Starcade. Uh, I mean, God, you know I'm out of here. If you're not going to put yourself over, who is? Fair. You're right. Well, let me tell you who's putting themselves over in this next match. So, um, we have the Z-Man. That would be uh, Mr. Tom Zenk. Um, teaming with the computerized man of the 90s, that would be Terrence Taylor. And uh, taking on, uh, that would be A Arn Anderson. And your current WCW World Heavyweight Champion, um, being accompanied by the great legendary Harley Race, it is Lex Luger. So this was a great decision because Arn Anderson is absolutely amazing. Yes. He was my most favorite to watch in this whole damn <clears throat> card. Everything he does looks real. Again, no wasted steps. No, he doesn't do anything that's not believable. Or Arnie Anderson doesn't do anything where you would be like, well, why did he do that? No, everything's right. Mm-hmm. And Lex Luger is the drizzling shits. And that's why they put, <laughs> that's what that, that, that was easy to see through for me. That's why they yes. put Arn Ar- Ar- Anderson with him. Spoiler alert, later you'll, um, spoiler alert, later you'll, you'll get, Luger in a role where he has to do some of the heavy lifting and it is unbearable. It's unbearable. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So just looking at the whole match as, as you know, in general, um, Arn, Arn Anderson, Matt and Matt technician. Um, you look, you look at the Z man and I think he's a serviceable guy. Um, I mean, he's a safe, he's a safe worker. Um, he'll do what you tell him, tell him to do. And then you look at the computerized man of the nineties, Terrence Taylor. And we talked about it last, last month. Um, this version of Terrence Taylor is, uh, really good. Uh, and yeah. To pile all of that on to Lex Luger. Again, we looked at the last match where we had Liger kind of covering across the board for the other three, three guys, Whereas in this match, you have the opposite side of the coin where you have the other three guys trying to hide the flaws of yes. Lex Luger. Yep. Um, and this was um, well, this was well done. Um, I think Luger did just enough here um, yeah. to get to get by and everybody else did the heavy lifting. Yeah. And to be fair to him, he's actually doing a pretty good job of being a dickhead heel like and not so much like oh he's using heel tactics because you look at him he's not a you know he's imposing but as in uh, dare i say it like a roman reigns type of like uh i'm the shit and everybody else is just playing for a second you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
Um, but Luger does get the win for his team, though. Um, he hits uh, the computerized man of the 90s with a pile driver for the win. Um, there's a spot here where Shivani says, well, I know the computers tell me that that Terrence Taylor is is like the best, but and I, 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 I forgot what he said after that, but I figured you get a kick out of that because <laughs> he's the computer computerized man of the 90s. He's the computerized man of the 90s. I mean, just, I mean, just look at him. A gimmick just man, 20 years ahead of his time. Guys, yes, yes, 100 percent. Oh, God, so we're halfway through. Um, what we're we're doing it like this because I think it'll be easier for us in the long run. The first five tag tag matches. Um, if you had to choose to watch again, which tag match would you watch again? The one with Ari Anderson in it. Period. Okay. Okay. Fair. Yeah. 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 And that's and that's fair. Yeah, because um, started off fine and then it got worse for a little bit and i think coming into this back half of the card you had this above average tag match that had um that should that should have been good i mean there's 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 no reason to fail there did you say mike sanders no oh i heard above average Ah, god damn it (laughs) oh shit Oh wait, we got to talk about him next next week. You're just you're you're just a week ahead. Is all. Oh yay! <laughs> L- lucky me. Yeah, I figured you would en- you would enjoy that. Um, but back to the battle bowlage. Um, uh, we get uh, Cactus Jack and Sergeant. Buddy Lee Parker. Um, Buddy Lee Parker, also known as Sarge and Dwayne Bruce. And um, he, funny enough, um, was the last tag team partner of Goldberg. I I had to, sorry. Um, but the team that they are facing off against, uh, we have Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Todd Champion, um, who looks like a brick shit house, and he also wrestles like one. Uh, that's fair. Fucking awful. Um, so, <laughs> um, Abdullah the Butcher is in the same dressing room as Buddy Lee Barker, <laughs> and you hear, oh, we have Cactus Jack. And his partner, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, immediately he gets the shit beat out of him. <laughs> you think it's bad now? Wait till he actually gets to the stage. Dear Lord. Oh, yeah. There are some of these. Uh, st- yes. There are some of these shots here. One catches him, like, not over there's... the eye, but, like, right on the temple, oh, but, like, across. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, there's two. So, well, you know what? I'm not, we're the purists. I'm not going to disclose why you're supposed to do it. But yes, so to make a long story short, two of these things the 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 other the rest of the shots he was working, yeah. I, I guess it's like you know any other thing you got to get a couple to find your mark, to find your depth, to you know to get your swing. Because yes. boy, two or three of these th- 
two, two, or, two or three of these things were right on the button. I mean, just incredible style, Sandman style uh, mm. shots across the head, across the temple. Yeah, not good. Um, but I, I actually enjoyed it a lot uh, because you just have essentially they essentially they're starting the match, you know, and um, on commentary they're like, "Oh, it's now a two on one handicap match," and Abdullah Butcher is beating the shit out of yeah. Sarge here at this point. The ever loving shit. Yeah, and match starts and eventually Sarge gets to the ring. Um Patches Jack looks like a homeless man. And I know it's his gimmick. It, it just it was so off putting to the eyes. I I disagree. I, I I actually thought he looked more put together here than he does because he's got the leopard the leopard print boots. Mm-hmm. Here he has this like throw over that's kind of like Mexican blanket style. You know, this is pre okay. just flannel, flannel and t-shirt, like he hopped the rail at a damn concert or something like that. So damn U E at damn UEW show. Uh damn it. <laughs> um yeah, big old fuck you to Chris Keith while we're at it. Um when you when you explain it like that, I understand it better. It just looked like he was just wearing tattered rags, or like, and that's fair. Yeah, you know, you're you're not wrong. When you really look at it, I'm like, oh, okay, this this isn't too bad compared to his usual garb. Yeah, yeah, and so by the time we get to this point, and Cactus Jack is now getting worked up, up and down, um, Sarge gets to the ring. Um, and then Cactus tags out, and <laughs> Sarge immediately gets pinned. It's like it's, two seconds, it, 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 and he immediately gets pinned. It's the shot where where Cactus is in like the camel clutch, and then they pan over and they pan over, and the and Sarge is right there on the on the ramp, like he's low crawled all on his stomach all the way to the bottom rope. Uh, oh, and then the best part, he has to go through the first ring. Uh, yeah, he has to go through the first ring. Listen, listen, I, I, I I've seen this before, and I, and I knew what was going to happen. But when I seen him there crawling through the crawling off the ramp to go through the first the, that shot, the first rope, I actually felt, I, I actually felt some sympathy for him. So, ah, you know, fuck him. Oh, I, I agree. But just in that in that split second, I was like, man, they they did a good job here. Uh, but he gets taken out by the almighty Ricky Steamboat crossbody. Um, Steamboat and Todd Champion move on. Um, Steamboat is Ricky Steamboat, and Todd Champion is... Um, if I watch any more Todd Todd Champion matches, he gets to go on the list. Yeah, he looks better than... He looks better than... Uh, no, he doesn't. Uh, no, Todd, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> Nah, no, and I'm and I'm not. He doesn't. I'm not sparing him just because he tags with fucking Steamboat and he makes them both look good. Like, no, no, you're right. You're right. Um, man, so 
so many women at this show. It's great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I mean, through, through the night, as you know, when you watch this show, as all these guys beating each other up and throwing them on the rails, like, look at all the women that are pissed off, you know, in the front row uh, over the heels. It's great. Um, so, uh, so that was the sixth lethal lottery tag team match. Um, here comes the seventh. Uh, we have flying Brian and beautiful Bobby, uh, taking on the team of sting, uh, cause he's the man called sting, um, and Abdullah the butcher. Now, one of these teams is not like the other. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. When they call this thing, when they, they call the team or whatever, and Abdul the Butcher's coming out, and he looks so excited. <laughs> he's he's walking so this, – this was one of my favorite things of the night. He's walking out and, and and he's like got his hand up and he's smiling. He's doing like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, me and you are tag team and like, cool. You know what I'm saying? And then he gets and he commits to whooping Sting's ass. <laughs> but great sell by him because I'm telling you, go back, Cod, and watch it again. Um, when you go back and you see him like walking out and he's like happy and he's got his hand up, like, yeah, okay, yeah, me and you're gonna tag. Like the 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 fans are actually kind of like, oh okay, a little bit like, all right, like yeah, like he's gonna be Sting's partner, and then he gets to whooping his ass. Oh, it's so great, so great. Yeah, it's um, I I just thought it was incredibly funny though, because he had to know that like. Like Abdullah was gonna turn on him. Like Sting is not that stupid. No, 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 no. He's not. But he just—it it was just the shock and all for a split second, you know, just for a split second. And boy, he gets to whoop in his ass. All right. So then Pillman comes out and saves the day. Oh, and now we've so got happy. a. Now we got a, a brouhaha on the ramp here. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Bobby's great. One of the best workers of all time. Yeah. He he's so he's so smiley coming down to the ring and he's and it kind of looks like he's saying like, oh you and me we're gonna tag. That's great. That's great. Yeah, and then, yeah. And boom. <laughs> and whoops he, the ever loving shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. He he made it look like you know, because they did again, this is good booking. They did it right, like, oh, I build a butcher is a key killer but he, but even because this whole thing is to get sting over i mean not that he needs it at this point but so he comes out uh, abby comes out and it's like oh man like like you know you, you you just hit the lottery because you're tagging with sting you know what i mean like if yep. if, if if you were any person on this roster you, you would want to tag with sting and abdul the butcher gets it and boy mm-hmm. it's just good booking it's just great yeah um Brian Pillman comes out to make this save and he gets this uh, kendo stick and the first shot across <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher's face. Yep. Um, and I'm like, oh, well, that is some karmic justice right there. Yep. Um, so like you said, brouhaha ensues. Um, 
I enjoyed the story that was going on with the match more than the match itself. Yeah, because again, this whole thing was he gets Sting over. He's doing whatever the hell he wants. Um, and again, to be fair to him, the people are eating out of his fucking hands all night long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah. I, I understand it. Um. Sting gets the win for their team, so Sting and Abdullah the Butcher move on. Um, so, yeah. That was definitely a thing that happened. Um, six minutes. Nice. Get in, get out. <clears throat> uh, well, uh, don't worry. Uh, we have our next matchup upcoming. This is our eighth lethal lottery tag team matchup it is um well at first it's it's the diamond stud um so it was supposed to be the diamond stud um and rick steiner um but the diamond stud has a sling um so he's replaced by the night stalker who is the night stalker jeff no you tell me oh i think you know no i don't know there was uh, there was an accident at Chernobyl. <laughs> um, radioactivity's involved. Oh, jeez. Um, Adam oh. Bomb, baby. I, I know, I know. I didn't want to say it. Boom. <laughs> no, no, no more Lex Luger. No more Adam Bomb. No more Brian Adams. No more just Harris twins. <laughs> who do I need? Who do I need to talk to around here to get these guys on like a no fly, the no fly list or something, the no watch list? Uh, maybe there, maybe there would be like um, a one time a month we'll both get like a like a get out of match free free card or something. We don't have to watch one of these. That's a great bit. I, I, I I've already broke my own rules, my own uh, rule about Luger. Like, damn it, I'm, th- I'm like, oh, maybe Luger won't be so bad, and then we'll get to the end of this pay per view and ready to just gouge my eyes out. But yes, um, let's see. Um, Brian Clark is on Starcade 2000. Um, the the Harris twins are on Starcade two 2000. Lex Luger's on Starcade 2000. Oh jeez. Um, so some of the ones you're seeing on this <sighs> one, um, you will actually see um when you watch Starcade 2000. Have mercy on me. Yeah. Um so um so we have now uh Rick Steiner and the Night Stalker uh taking on um the massive team of Big Van Vader, no no mask. And Mr. Hughes. Um, Mr. Hughes. I do believe this is our first uh, Mr. Hughes match. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Wow, that's crazy. It's wild. But yes, uh, yes, this, this is our first Mr. Hughes match. Because I was sitting there and I was trying to figure out when would we have seen a Mr. Hughes match? No, because we haven't covered any here, but then we we haven't covered enough like WWF stuff too, because he was, you know, early into that. But 
Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Hughes. Good stuff. Um well it's the it's the wrestling with the glasses on too. That they get oh you. my gosh. Okay. I'm really glad you said that because cowboy boots, suspenders, gloves. I actually <clears throat> I actually like the bit. I I I the gimmick's not bad. It's just you know, I don't know. It's Mr. Hughes, I guess. It's great. Um This match was a mess. <laughs> um, well. But it, but but see, it it wasn't a mess like it was a bad mess. And I know that's kind of you know to say that one thing is a good mess. I think is kind of an oxymoron. Um, but you kind of already know what you're getting into when you when the, you watch this match. Yeah, well, these this these cast of. Uh... Well, these guys in the ring, you look at all of them, you know what type of match this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Mr. Hughes is not going to blow the doors off with uh, speed, agility. Um, neither is um, the Night Stalker. Um, no. Neither is, I mean, Rick Steiner to some extent can. Um, so... Rick Steiner's Rick Steiner's great. Listen, Rick Steiner is very, very capable. He's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. But you look at these guys here and this match at this time on this card, he's not killing himself to to do anything. No. <laughs> yeah. And then when your most agile per- performer in the ring is Vader, um, yes, you already know what's going to happen. Yep. Um, Vader and Mister Hughes win. I don't think there's really anything of note in this match other than, you know, the immobility of most of the competitors in the ring. Yeah, and then they get on a who's the legal man pin job at the end where everybody's kind of confused. Yeah, it was a little bit of a dusty finish. Um, I mean, didn't really need it, I don't think. Um but I don't think it was on. I don't think it was on purpose. I just think, <laughs> hey, you know. Well, what I will say is the match didn't need it. Um, but I think this is a situation where you kind of look at what you're dealt, and then how do you kind of hide that? You know. How do, how do you have the bad taste after a match like that, um, which you can do a dusty finish, and then everybody's more focused on the finish than they are the match itself. And I mean, again, pretty pretty decent booking. Yeah. Well, um, this next match was also a thing that happened. This is the ninth Lethal Lottery Tag Team match. Um, it is... Um, Firebreaker Chip, he's going on the list here soon, and Scott Steiner, uh, taking on, um, as they would call him, the flamboyant Johnny B. Bad and fucking Arachna Man. Uh, 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 so this is kind of like the last match. With well, Johnny B. Bad can wrestle. Mark Merrick can wrestle. So let's let's not slight him there. He 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 he's great. 
but the other two Jamooks are awful. Yeah. So I guess you just have to put, you know, at this point, we're at the bottom of the barrel with the talent that's left, left on this show. But man, this guy, Scott Steiner, this is what we've been talking about on this show and talking about, I've said a million times, this 90, 91, 92, 93 of the Steiner slash Scott Steiner. To me, Scott Steiner is one of the best wrestlers alive at this point um, right here. The stuff he can do with jumping up and doing the Frankensteiner and, and he can do all the big guy, strong guy. He can do all that stuff in spades and he can do the agile stuff and he can jump and he can, I mean, not so much flip, but I mean, bump and drop kick, you know, to this time. And it's, it's perfect. And he can sell. I mean, he is really, really, really at the top of his game here. When he first, he gets the tag and he comes into this match and I bullshit you not. He gets tagged in and it's, he tags and he walks through the ropes and the crowd fucking goes ape shit. And Cod, he kind of, he kind of, you know, if you're walking into the ropes, the crowd goes ape shit and he kind of looks over his shoulder like that. Like you damn right. You, you mm-hmm. know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like I'm that guy. I was like, man. Whew. So, yeah, this match is OK. I mean, it's it's, you know, two Jamooks. Johnny B. Bad is great. Mark Merrill's is great. I mean, Scott Steiner in this was whew. again, it's not that the, the, this wasn't. Let me clarify. This wasn't some wrestling. Marvel, no. But just to see how over he is and how he commands the ring when he's in there and commands the building was was amazing to watch. It's wild. And there's a moment in the match when um, when he's in the ring, but um, I guess Firebreaker Chip and Arachnaman are squaring <laughs> off. And he kind of gives this like quarter look over his shoulder very similar to the one that you were talking about but i swear to god the look of disgust on his face could paint a vivid picture it was just one of just overall just disappointment yeah i mean i I get it as in like where he is on this card for because this this is kind of a gimmick deal Mm -hmm. but man like i don't know i would have had him like, and I guess you need him in this situation, but boy, is he being wasted. Yeah. Um, I mean, Arachnaman, though, um, is is uh, Brad Armstrong. So I think Jobber, Jobber Deluxe being in this getup um, kind of sums everything up you need to know about that. Um, Scott Steiner's on a different world, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, Brad Armstrong's a great wrestler, yeah, uh, underrated, but man, you give him an arachnoman gimmick, and because again, he's not out there to get <laughs> he's not out there to get over there, he's out there to bump. So, unfortunately, yep. that's that's what happens. Bump, he does. Um, big power slam from Steiner on arachnoman wins them the match, they advance, and finally. Our uh, last tag match of the evening 
It is Ron Simmons teaming with Thomas Rich. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, to take on Steve Armstrong and motherfucking PN News. Yep. Not 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 Wildfire Tommy Rich. No, Thomas Rich. Thomas Rich. Um. PN News is awful. He is, and but this is this is what I'm talking about. Like, hey man, did did Tommy Rich or, or Ron Simmons at a Russell PM News? Like, what? <laughs> 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 they did. Ugh, God. Yeah, Ron Simmons is on another level here. Yeah. yeah. Again, uh, again, just like, just like Steiner, he's here because well. Armstrong's fine. He's he's a, a great worker. That's not even fair to be Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich is a good worker too, but here he's not at the height of his powers like he once was. Um, PM News can go to hell. So, uh, yeah. Um, PM News is on is on the list. There was a there was a he does like this like kind of weird cross body and Ron Simmons and kind of lands on his head and I thought like. Oh boy, Ron Simmons is gonna get up and like break like break this guy's he's gonna punch him so hard in the fucking ribs that he's gonna just <laughs> kneel over. And luckily he didn't, he didn't, you know what I'm saying? Or 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 if he got him back in the match later, I couldn't find it. Cause I went I watched this twice. Well, I watched from that point on and was looking for it. And I and I I I, I didn't see it, but but maybe he maybe he uh maybe took it easy on him, but yeah, he could have. I thought, oh for sure he's gonna get his ass back. Yeah. Um, well, they kind of do. Uh, Ron Simmons and Thomas Rich win um, 12 minutes of sh- of just schlocking around. Yeah, um, 12 minutes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah, not, not ideal. And before we move on, because, um, like I said, Simmons and Thomas Rich get the win here. Um, before we get into the battle bowl participants, the crowd has slowly died. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell if that's just because we're kind of getting to the back half of the card, they're saving it for the main event, or if there's already checked out, you know. And uh, I mean, uh, they get back in it, trust me, but but yeah, I mean. It's a lot of wrestling. It's a lot of wrestling. Yeah, and this is 40 guys you just saw, and now you have to see half of them again. Yep. Um, so we're gonna burn through it. We got <coughs> Bagwell, Garvin, um, Steve Austin, Rick Rude, The Natural, uh, Richard Wharton, Bill Kazmeyer, Liger, Luger, uh, Double A, Steamboat, Todd, Todd Scumbag. Sting, Abdullah the Butcher, Vader, Mr. Hughes, uh, Scott Steiner, Firebreaker Chip, Ron Simmons, Thomas Rich. Um, they are all in uh, Battle Bowl. So you throw everybody in from the ring you're in, the first ring, over the – well, they clarify this later, but they start off by saying over the top rope into the other ring – they double down like two to three minutes into this match. They're like, oh, you can just get them in there any old way you want. I'm like, okay. So 
take everybody from ring one, get them into ring two. Last man standing in ring one moves to the end of Battle Bowl. <laughs> Once you're in ring two, if you get thrown over the top, both feet hit the floor, you are then eliminated. The last one from ring two moves on, and the sole survivors, if you will, from the first and the second ring square off. Winner is the winner of Battle Bowl. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, when you say it like that, it sounds like a lot because it is. Yeah. But I think I like it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I know. I, 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 I get why this is a recipe for a disaster. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it isn't. I understand the error of my ways. I understand that this is, uh, you know, an, an interesting pay-per-view gimmick. I, I get it. But man, um, I was all about it. I was actually all about it. Yeah, it is. And 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 look, everybody shits on me because I like stuff like Battle Bowl and Championship Scramble and this whole Iron Survivor thing that NXT is going to do on Saturday. Like, if what, it's unique what, and different. What the oh, hell is that? Oh, I'll talk to you about it later. I'm not submarining the show for, you know, fucking NXT. Well, can, right. can you just give me like a 30 minute, I mean, 30 second, 45 second deal? It's a combination of, of, of a gauntlet match, a championship scramble, um, a king of the mountain match. Oh, wow. Um, what in the hell? And it was the concept derived by your number one guy. Hey, Triple H. H HBK. Uh, okay. Well, now, well, 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 now we actually need to stop because then I will submarine this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's a pole and a pole and a pole match. Um, Got it. It actually seems like it's an interesting twist to what NXT is doing. Because they don't really have a whole lot going on in the build department, um, still hard to watch every week. I I, I love how too Shawn Michaels just like, oh, we'll just make Shawn Michaels like the GM of NXT. Like, yeah, sure. It's just <laughs> he, he he just gets to do it. I think he's the Triple H of NXT. <laughs> Wonder how that happened. <laughs> but all right, all right. Um. So. You're so you're right. The crowd slowly starts to get back into this, and by the time the last two in this battle bowl is Sting and Luger, crowd is red effing hot. Yep. And and while while I'm at it, out for the life of me, I'll never understand how eliminated wrestlers can pull other people out of the ring. It makes no sense. Zero percent. I just I get it that it's there to use as a means to start angles and storylines, but it just doesn't make any sense at all. I just that would that would be like somebody coming in at the end of the match. Like if I'm facing you and Travis comes in at the end of the match, you just hit your finisher and then some and then they come in you, and pin me. Yeah, it's it's crazy. 
It doesn't make any sense. Um, this was a good way to spend 25 minutes. It was entertaining. That's the best I can say. Okay, so Lex Luger is god awful yeah. in this. But Sting is also because you would think like, oh, okay, well, Sting, this is where Sting will shine. Yeah, but he doesn't make Luger look any fucking better than, you know, I mean, does he make Luger look any better? No, he doesn't. Now, it looks good when he's beating up Luger. Like, yeah. But like the other way around, it just it just didn't look, you know. But to, to get back to what I was saying before, once they get to the outside, Luger's beating up Sting all on the guardrail, and these people and these women are just going apeshit. I mean, they just can't stand Lex Luger. I mean, he's got nuclear heat. I mean, how dare he lay a finger on that fake bleach blonde-haired Sting and his Steven Seagal chops and kicks. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just about the riot it's crazy yeah uh, but that's about it <laughs> Sting um, gets even and wins and to be fair to him the roof blows off this place uh no doubt and it's crazy because we'll start the build here to get to like i said at the beginning we're, we're getting to um super brawl here um and I know we'll cover this um, soon. Oh, uh, but this is where um, Sting wins the world title. Go ahead. Um, there, there's a point in the match where uh, <clears throat> uh, Holly Race gets in the ring and and Sting, Sting superplex him, and the bump Holly Race takes is better than any bump Luger has taken in his life. Like. God, I'm, I'm not joking. Go back and watch it. Mm. When he when Sting suplexes Race in the ring, that bump he takes, uh, it just I mean Harley Race is Harley Race. That's fair, and that's why he's great. But you watch him take a bump, and you're like, God damn it, Race is taking bumps at I don't know what's he here, sixty, you know, fifty five, sixty, and he takes that bump better than any fucking bump Luger could take. See what we got here. Sims. Uh, so 56. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yep. See. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything else left to say. I know we didn't say a whole lot about the actual battle bowl match itself. Um and here's and here's the reason why. It's so tough to watch a match like this and invest time when there's no storyline, there's really no rhyme or reason for the, I would say 80 to 90% of what's going on in the ring. I mean, it's, it's just about a Royal match to, you know, for, for the most of it. So, I mean, you know, nothing crazy, your typical battle Royal stuff going on a little bit different, uh, uh, um, rules, but you know, battle royal for the most part, yeah. And um, Sting wins. Whoa, 
Yeah. Like I said, he would go on a Super Brawl challenge, challenge Luger. He would go over Luger. And then from there, we would get to Wrestle War. And Wrestle War being um, the home of the best War Games match in professional wrestling history. Um, this is Sting Squadron taking on the Dangerous Alliance. Um, you have 10 guys in the ring that can work and can work their ass off. Well, when War Games actually meant War Games and it wasn't just a a namesake and a bunch of other shit, but we'll we'll get on that in another day. <laughs> um but yeah, once we would uh get there, um we'll cover that one day. Um but that's all we got. That is um it for this one. Any last words before we depart? Uh no. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, well, uh, where can they find you on the Twitter machine there, Jeff? Um, Jeff M. Hall 1 on Twitter. That's right. You can follow the podcast um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at WPPod1. Uh, listen to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and next week we've already mentioned the show so if you didn't catch it uh here it comes his fastball uh travis returning for the last wcw show of the year 2000 and the last one that we're covering like ever well there's i mean this is the last wcw 2000 show oh <sighs> I mean, <laughs> I think there were a couple at the beginning of the year that we missed, but I'm no, not going back. I mean, I'm not going no. back to them right now. No, Kiwi's not on this, is it? Is he? Because I, I, I can't take any more of him either. <laughs> Hold on. See, <laughs> uh, see, now you're making me look. Um, do we do do we want to know? Uh, do we want to know? The buy rates and all of this of this thing. Um, it's an so this is 1991, so not everything is super accurate. Uh, that's uh, fair. for um for for Battle Bowl, so it's 155 thousand for Battle Bowl. Um, and isn't that like it, it isn't like 147, 48, 49, 818? is like biggest draws, right? Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at well, this. Is tell me what I want, what I really, really want. Nope. I'm gonna on my link here. We'll look at two thousand real quick. Um. Uh, fifty thousand. <laughs> fifty thousand dollars. Uh, fifty thousand buys. Fifty thousand buys. Okay. So we're yeah. looking at what. Yeah. Um, what, 190? Um, so 50,000, we'll say, um, 29.95. Well, it's still WCW, so 34.95 sound fine. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so that's one point seven five mil. Okay. That's just for buys, not counting tickets, merch. Yeah, yeah. you got to pay your talent. Now you see why they went out of business. <laughs> well, imagine it. Imagine in a damn show like this where all these guys are on the town ta- on the thing. You know, so you got to think if every wrestler gets getting wait forty wrestlers, right? Yeah. God, if every wrestler gets a thousand dollars, it's forty grand. And you and, and and you know Sting's getting more. You know, I mean, you know, guys are getting more. You know, and so. that's still not even thinking about um, the other on-air talent. Yep. Um, any of the managers, um, announcers, uh, Missy Hyatt, really any of them, not counting that. So, mm-hmm. um, also, uh, uh, also at the um, at the end of this. At the end of this pay per view, executive producer Jim Hurd, senior producer Virgil Reynolds, old Dusty. Why well, had that old school feel to it? Um, I think that's a good note to end on there. Um, it. Yep. So please join us n- next time as we do bring Travis back to the podcast for the last WCW review of the two thousands. And then we will also announce what we are bringing Travis back for for next year um, as we dive into another decade of um, horrible wrestling, (laughs) horrible booking. Um, (sighs) With that deep sigh, we'll count that as our finisher. And it's the one, two, three. (laughs) 